Good evening, everyone. This is Minister Macmillan. <clears throat> Before we get started, I'd like to go and hear a word from our sponsor. Good evening, everyone. This is Minister Macmillan. Do you have a program that you'd like to air? Well, you can by using vehicles such as Anchor Podcasts. Anchor allows you to record audio tape. It also has sound and music. And there are various other things that they're offering now for their podcasters. So check Anchor Podcasts out and see if you won't like to use it. Now back to our regularly scheduled program. Okay, everyone. Um, today, I'm going to be addressing several things. Uh, first, I'm going to address, since we're getting close to the uh, PASAC, we're going to address Sabbath, just a regular Sabbath. Now, we've gone over this before. Um, the Sabbath is actually sundown Friday to sundown Saturday. However... There are people who have to work those days. Um, so their Sabbath is the day that they actually take time out with the Lord. There's nothing wrong with that. Okay, The Lord will um, understand uh, as long as you're taking the time out with him and you're setting a day aside. The other thing I want to talk about um, is how the Sabbath is uh, actually done. Um, I've been through a lot of the Sabbath books and read how the Sabbath uh, services and things are. Um, to make it easier on uh, families, um, mostly people who have children, uh, it's easier to think of it this way. It's sort of like a service, and then during the service, there's a dinner, and then after the dinner, there's time with your family. Um, so to start off with, um, the Sabbath is usually open by lighting a candle. Uh, some people choose to have their every member in their family light candles, which is fine. Uh, when it gets dark, you light a candle. Um, basically, you usher in the Sabbath day, giving God the glory. And you do not blow that candle out. It stays lit until after dinner and after Everything is over. So I advise you to get uh, candles like tapers, uh, not the Hanukkah candles because they'll burn out quickly, but get long tapers. Those are good, uh, preferably white, but um, sometimes they're hard to get. So white or as close to white as possible. Um, the other thing is the covering of the bread. Now, usually there's challah bread, 
but um, some people don't like challah bread, and some people can't get their hands on the challah bread. So you can use other bread in the place of it, as long as it is uh, bread. Um, nothing spicy in it, just a plain bread. Uh, challah bread is like an egg bread. Um, there's a covering that goes over the challah bread. That covering can be anything. It could be a napkin. It could be a towel. It could be a paper towel. Whatever you have on hand, you can use. Uh, the other thing is... Uh, wine is served and or grape juice or water. Some people can't drink wine. Some people can't even drink grape juice. So water is okay. Um, the first cup is filled to the brim. Um, that's the necessity. Um, and it's served... Uh, well, it's served throughout, throughout the, um, dinner. And each time you uh, serve your wine, you pray over it. Um, I would say for most people, they pray over the bottle. They pray over the the glasses of wine, but they pray over the bottle too. That serves purpose for the whole meal. Um, also, uh, there's a washing of the hands. Now, some people wash their hands over the sink. That's fine. The only thing is, those that are at the sink washing their hands, you're not supposed to talk during that time, from that time on back to the table. You can talk before that time, but once you get to the sink and wash your hands, there's no talking. And there's no talking coming back to the table because you're still in a service-like setting. Um, if you wash your hands at the table, then there's usually a basin and a pitcher of water and some towels to the side, and you just pour the water over your right hand and your left hand, and you, you know, wash your hands with the water and then dry them off. Uh, then there's the prayer over the bread. Uh, you pray over the bread, you pray over the the wine or the juice or the water, whichever one you're using. And then there's a prayer for mom and a prayer for dad and a prayer for the children. Um, nothing elaborate. Yes, there are um, prayers if you want to do that, uh, that you can go to um, the... Sabbath books and look up prayers, but it really is not necessary. Actually, what the prayer is, is that, you know, you let's say your kid did very well in school this week. Um, you want to say a prayer to the Lord that your child will continue to do well in school and, um, you know, 
do exceedingly well, continuously. That's the kind of prayer you would pray uh, for a child. Uh, for an adult, say uh, your husband's in line to get a raise or to get a position. Uh, you would pray good wishes upon him so that he will receive that uh, position. Um, a prayer, the husband says a prayer over the wife. Uh, it could be she's a great woman. I pray that she continues to be a great woman. Uh, I pray that she continues in her line of work or if she's in line for a raise, perhaps the prayer would be about that. Um, and then a full-on prayer afterwards for the whole family. Father, bless this family. Uh, continue to have us move in the right direction uh, to follow you and et cetera, et cetera. You get the idea. Um. Then after the prayer and um, the wine and everything is served, there's dinner. Uh, you can actually have a full, full-on dinner throughout the night uh, with your family. And then there's whatever you want to do. You, if you play, want to play games, it's basically a night between you and your family and God. That's what it is. Um, now, in saying that, you have the other, uh, you have the other Sabbaths coming up. You have the Sabbath for the Seder, which is Pesach or Passover. And that is very close to the Sabbath with the exception of a few things. And I want to get into that today. Um, uh, that actually have a quick 30 minutes uh, say the book that I use especially when um, there's a lot of children present because one of the things you have to remember when doing these uh, types of services is keeping the children's attention children don't have long long attention spans we know that from uh, being in the classroom, those of us who were teachers or teachers now, uh, it's, you know, you have to keep the ch children engaged. So that is one of the uh, situations with these kinds of services. So they have to be included in these. Now, the Seder plate is, you don't need a special plate. I know that everybody says that, oh, get you a Seder plate. And it's got, you know, various little circles on it for various different things. But uh, I have done this without a Seder plate many, many times. So you can have a plate aside for the matzah, which is the bread. Now, this is the difference between Sabbath and the Seder. During the Sabbath, you have challah bread. But during the Seder, which is Pesach, you don't. You have matzah because you can't have any risen bread. Hala has rising in it, okay? So you're going to have matzah in the place of the hala. Um, you also are going to have um, a, like a vegetable. Uh, some people use... Um, lettuce, which is one of my favorites. Uh, some people use horseradish. 
um, which a lot of people like that too. Uh, some people I've known to use kale. Okay, and that's called the Mora uh, Cazarette. Uh, it's usually a bitter herb, um, which is symbolizing the bitterness of life of the Jews. Um, then you have the corset. Now, the corset is just uh, apples and... Um, raisin and walnuts uh, and cinnamon. It's uh, kind of mixed together, coarsely like. Um, it's the symbol for the bricks and the martyr that the slaves used in the time of Egypt. Then you have the Zora which is the roasted bone. Now, a lot of people don't use the Zora. Um, it really has no um, eating value to it, I should say. It's basically on the plate for show, for the purpose of um, the symbol of God's mighty arm. Uh, that convinced the Egyptians to free the slaves. That's pretty much what it is. It's, um, and and that's, that's the reason why I said a lot of people don't even put it on the plate. They just remember it. The other thing that's on the plate is the betza, and it's usually a hard-boiled egg. So... That would be on the plate, um, and that itself is a representation of the eve of Passover at the temple. It's um, it's a reminder of the sadness caused by destruction of the holy temple. So that's pretty much what the egg stipulates. Then you have the capos, and the capos, again, is another bit of herb. Usually, uh, people use parsley. That's my favorite. <laughs> um, and it's usually dipped in water. So there's a little bowl of water off to the side of that for you to dip the parsley in. And... Um, it's it's let's just say for some people it's an acquired taste. Now the capos represents the arrival of spring. That's very fitting. <laughs> okay, um, so it's uh, dipped into the water as I said, and the water is usually placed just off the side of the plate for each person. Then the other thing on the table is the wine. Uh, there's usually four cups of wine served throughout the night. Now, one of the uh, cups of wine is uh, Elijah. 
So that one's usually at the end of the night, and it's not drunken. It's uh, basically remembering that Elijah is supposed to come back. Um, the door, your door is open to allow uh, to allow the angels to come in, and and it's a ritual thing. Uh, the four cups of wine, like I said, the one that's Elijah, which you really don't drink, but the other ones you do drink throughout. And their reference is to, uh, redemption, uh, that's mentioned in the book of Exodus several times. Okay. So that's pretty much your plate. Your plate actually has five items on it. You have the lettuce, you have the apples, nuts, and raisins, and cinnamon. That's one by itself. And then you have the the, uh, the Zora. That's if you put the Zora on there. That's a roasted bone. And then you have the hard-boiled egg. And you have the parsley. Now, the matzah is in a plate off to itself, covered over. And the wine, of course, is sitting just above your plate. And all this, this entire thing is like a service and a dinner, just like your Sabbath is. But it's a little more entailed. Um... There's praying over the cups at different times of the night. Uh, the story is told about the uh, Passover. Children are allowed to ask questions throughout the storytelling, or you might ask the kids questions. Um, there might be games. Uh, there's singing, there's dancing, a lot of merrymaking during, during the service. Um, there's a lot of talk about the plagues that happen, you know, which plague was which. They even, you can even get games about that. Um, the whole service is a reminder to our people not to forget this particular day, which was commanded by God for us to remember and to um, literally replay each year at this time so that we don't forget. Okay, and then as I said, at the end of the night, after everything has been served, then um, Elijah the prophet, you uh, the cup is held up, and um, somebody will uh, <laughs> somebody will play the part as Elijah, and they will go to the front door. And they'll pretend like they're ushering Elijah in. 
uh, something like, um, you know, you're welcome in here, come in here. Um, there's a song that's sang, um, and of course, you know, prayers, you know, there's the ending prayer. There's quite a few songs sung, uh, if you're, if you're interested in Seder songs, I have uh, a couple of them. You can write in and get those. Um, if not, you can, you, your own religious songs is fine. As long as they're religious songs. They're about God. Uh, they're fine. Um, and of course, just as you started the Seder, you're going to close the Seder with a prayer. Um, and then, then you blow out the candle. If it if it hasn't melted out. I mean, at that point, you distinguish the candle. Uh, some people let the candle burn all the way out. That's fine if uh, you're going to be up. It's a safety matter. You don't want to leave the candle burning and there's nobody in the room. If you're done for the night, everything's been put away, you're getting ready to turn the turn off the lights, or if you don't have the lights on, but you're getting ready to turn the lights on, then you distinguish the candle. So that's pretty much what the Seder is all about. It's it's literally a service and a dinner and time with your family and uh, recognizing the time of the year that it is, what happened, uh, giving God the praise and the glory. I do want to stipulate that in both of these, in the Sabbath and in the Seder, um, there you can make up books so that your family and if anybody should come in, they will know what's going on and they can follow through with you. And that's a fun thing for the family to do together. Like you can get the kids together around the table and, you know, have them write up a little itinerary of what you're going to be doing this Sabbath or what you're going to be doing on Pesach. So that's a little project that they can do and they can decorate you know, decorate the cards or the paper, whatever you're using for them to follow by. Okay, um, the other thing is um, some people do give gifts uh, during the uh, Pesach, um, but that's an individual thing that's literally up to the family. Some people do, some people don't. Uh, some people have candy, um some people don't. Like I said, during Pesach, there's nothing given and nothing eaten that has risen in it. So there's no cakes, no breads, no muffins, nothing like that. Um, if it's a pie, it, that crust cannot rise, has to be flat, but it's fine. Uh, a lot of people have, um, uh, they have those coconut uh, cookies that are just basically coconut <laughs> and with chocolate in it or vanilla or whatever whatever else they put in them. Um, 
There's a lot of fruit served because, after all, Pesach is the beginning of the spring. So a lot of people serve fruit and salads and uh, springtime foods at the table. Uh, another interesting factor about Pesach and Easter, uh, Easter is a Christian holiday that was substituted in the place of Pesach. Um, uh, Christians didn't want to be harmed because they were celebrating the Passover. So they created the Easter holiday so that they could def uh, be different from the Jewish holiday, but it's actually the same holiday. And just that it's a Christian holiday. So for those of you who are wondering about that, that's what it is. So if you're celebrating Passover, you really don't have to celebrate Easter because it is the same holiday. Okay, um, enough on that. Now we're going to get into something else that I promised. I The other day, I gave the numbers in the Bible. Today, I'm going to do the alphabets. I told my audience that I would give them the alphabet, the Hebrew alphabet. And so, this is what we're going to do today. So, without further ado, um, the first letter of the alphabet is Aleph, A-L-E-F. The second letter is Bet, B-E-T. The third is Gamil. G-I-M-E-L. And it's pronounced like goat. Okay. Um, the next is Dalet. D-A-L-E-T. D as in dog. The next letter is Hey. Like happy. Hey. H-A-Y. The next letter is Vav, V-A-V, like in voice. The next letter is Zane, like in zoo, Z-A-Y-I-N. The next letter is Het, Het, like in Kala. C-H-A-L-L-A-H, Kala, Het, H-E-T. The next one is Tet, like in toy, T-E-T. The next one is Yod, like in yo-yo, Yod, Y-O-D. The next one is cough, 
cough like in kangaroo. K-A-F. The next one is lam. Like in like. Lam. L-A-M-E-D. The next one is mem. Like a mouse. M-E-M. The next one is none, like in nice. N-U-N. The next one is shemek, like in sun. Shemek, S-A-M-E-K-H. The next one <clears throat> is called Ayin. A Y I N. It takes the sound of its accompanying vowel. Ayin. The next one is Pay. P A Y, like in Papa. The next one is Tizadek, like in Tizar. T-Z-A-D-E-E-K. The next one is Kaf, like in Kangaroo. K-O-F. The next one is rush, like in run, R-E-S-H. The next one is shin, like in ship, S-H-I-N. Now, there is another one that goes with shin. And it's sin. Pretty much pronounced the same way, but the letters are backwards. Now, if you see the Hebrew sign for it, one goes to the right, the other one goes to the left. Okay. The next letter is Tav. T as in toy. Tav. T-A-V. And that's the letters of your Hebrew alphabet. Av, bet, gemet, delet, hey, vav, zen, hit, tet, yod, kaf, lam, mem, nem, shemek, ayin, pei, tzit, kaf, rush, shin, sin, and tav. Okay, so now that you know the letters... I'm going to give you a word. Every time we meet now, I'm going to give you a word. Okay, so the first word is from the letter Alif, Alif, which is the A, right? So it's Abatya, Abatya, A H M B H T. B-A-H-T, sorry, and Y-A-H, 
Am ba ya. Am ba ya. Am ba ya. And am ba ya is bathtub. Okay, that's the word for the day. Am ba ya. Bathtub. That's interesting. Okay. We are going to pause for a few seconds so we can hear from our sponsor. Hello everyone. Do you have a program that you would like to air? Why not try a program that allows you to have audio, sound effects, music, and record? Why not try Anchor Podcasts and see if you like it? Try it today. Now back to our regularly scheduled program. Okay, now I said I was going to give you the recipe for challah bread. So for those of you who are... Um, interested I'm sure you can hear me wrestling papers as I am looking into my my um, papers for the hollow bread okay so I have several different ones here okay hollow bread for Shabbat Okay, here we go. This is a two-part recipe. The dough must be refrigerated overnight. Okay, you first need a package of dry yeast, a fourth a cup plus of two tablespoons of sugar, one cup of lukewarm water, five cups of flour, one tablespoon plus one teaspoon of salt, three eggs, one third cup of oil, a half a cup of warm water, one and a fourth to one and a half cups of flour, and one egg. 
Now, if you notice, there's warm water on here twice. There's one cup of lukewarm water, and there's a half a cup of warm water. And that's done for different things. So make sure you put down both of those. <clears throat> again, I'll go over it again to make sure you got the ingredients. It's one package of dry yeast, one and a fourth cup plus of one and a fourth cups plus two tablespoons of sugar, one ha uh, one cup lukewarm water, five cups of flour, one teaspoon. Well, I'm sorry, one tablespoon plus a teaspoon of salt, three eggs, one third cup of oil, one half cup of warm water, one fourth to one half cup of flour, and one egg. So you've got two different things here for eggs too. You have three eggs and then you have one egg. So there's a reason for that also. So let's get into the actual making of it and you will see why. Add yeast and sugar to one cup of lukewarm water and stir until dissolved. Okay, that's that first cup. Uh, put five cups of flour into a large bowl and make a well in the middle. I'm sure you all know what a well is. You just open up the middle of the flour in your bowl and that's what they're talking about, a well. Add salt three eggs, oil, and yeast mixture, and mix thoroughly. That's what you're going to put in the well, okay? Then you add one-half cup of warm water, stir in additionally additional one-and-a-fourth to one-half cup of flour to make a stiff yet easy-to-handle dough. So I'll read that again and make sure you got that. You're going to add one half cup of warm water, stir in additional one and a fourth to one and a half cup of flour to make a stiff yet easy to handle dough. Then turn the dough out on the floured surface and knead for several minutes until smooth. Sprinkle with more flour if dough is sticky. Grease a large glass bowl and place the dough in the bowl, turning once so both sides are greased. Cover with a cover with a towel and let the dough rise in the warm place for an hour. Dough will rise only slightly. Punch down the dough, cover it with plastic wrap and a towel and refrigerate it overnight. Okay, punch up the dough and make two loaves by dividing the dough into six pieces. Shape into strips and then braid using three strips for each loaf. Pinch ends of strips together. Place on greased baking sheets. Cover and let rise for 30 to 40 minutes in a warm place. Brush loaves lightly with a beaten egg. 
and bake at 350 degrees for 30 to 35 minutes until golden brown. To test for doneness or doneness, sorry, a thump on the bottom should give a hollow sound. Okay, <clears throat> I'm going to read this over again so that to make sure that all of you have the recipe for this. Now, mind you, this is challah bread, and this is only for the Sabbath. Whatever your Sabbath is, if it's Sunday, Saturday, Wednesday, whatever day you taken, you put aside for the Lord, this is the bread that you make for that day, okay? Okay, it's one package of dry yeast, one-fourth cup, plus two tablespoons of sugar, one cup of lukewarm water, five cups of flour, one tablespoon plus one teaspoon of salt, three eggs, uh, one and a half, one half cup of warm water, one third cup of oil, one and one-fourth to one and one-half cup flour and one egg. Okay, add yeast and sugar to one cup of warm water and stir until dissolved. Put five cups of flour into a large bowl and make a well in the middle. Now, in that well, you're going to put salt, three eggs, oil, and, and yeast mixture, and mix it thoroughly. Add a half a cup of warm water. Stir in additional one and a fourth to one and a half cup of flour to make a stiff yet easy to handle dough. Turn the dough out on the floured surface and knead it for several minutes until smooth. Sprinkling with more flour if dough is sticky. Now grease a large glass bowl and place the dough in the bowl. Turning once so both sides are greased. Now cover with a towel and let the dough rise in a warm place for one hour. Dough will rise only slightly. Now punch the dough down. Cover it with plastic wrap and a towel and refrigerate it overnight. Okay. You're going to take it out and then you're going to punch the dough down and make, you're going to, I'm sorry, you're going to take it out of the refrigerator and you're going to pinch down the dough and make two loaves by dividing the dough into six pieces. Shape into strips and then braid using three strips for each loaf. Pinch ends of strip together. 
Place on greased baking sheet. Cover and let rise for 35 to 40 minutes in a warm place. Brush loaves lightly with a beaten egg and bake at 350 degrees for 30 to 35 minutes until golden brown. To test to see if it's ready, bump the bottom of the bread and it should make a hollow sound. I'm going to read that last part over again. After you take it out of the refrigerator that you have left it overnight, you're to punch down the dough and make two loaves by dividing the dough into six pieces. Okay? Sh uh, shape into strips and then braid using three strips for each loaf. Pinch ends of strips together. Place on grease baking sheet. Cover and let rise for 30 to 40 minutes in a warm place. Brush loaves lightly with a beaten egg and bake at 350 degrees for 30 to 35 minutes until golden brown. To test to see if it's done, thump the bottom of the bread and you should have a hollow sound. And that'll let you know it's done. Okay, so that is our recipe for hollow bread. And write in and let me know how it turned out. Uh, the first time I made it, just don't be scared, ladies. The first time I made it, I was like, oh, what a disaster. Because I wasn't used for so I wasn't used to making bread. And it was quite new for me. But um, it came out pretty good. It really did come out pretty good. It um, I wouldn't say it rose quite like I wanted to the first time. Of course, that was the first time around. So some of you might be better than I was and, and have a perfect roll. <laughs> That's great. Um, but it, if you follow the instructions, it should come out just edible. <laughs> no, really, it should come out good. So, um, bon appetit. <laughs> uh, and, um, enjoy your Sabbath. Okay, that's going to be our program for today. Um, let's bow our heads and say a quick prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we give you all praise and honor and glory. We ask, Lord, that you keep inspiring us uh, to do the things that you require of us and to incite us to do, Father, uh, what we need to do for others who are in need or who may be blessed by us, Father. Lord, we thank you and we give you all the praise and honor and glory. Thank you, Almighty God, in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, everyone, those of you who would like to write into our show, or maybe you'd like to come on our show, I'd really like to hear from some of you. Please, <clears throat> you can uh, contact me by anchor.fm slash L-I-N-D-A 
dash M-C-M-I-L-L-I-A-N dash nine. Again, that's anchor.fm slash L-I-N-D-A. That's a slash to the right. Uh, dash M-C-M-I-L-L-I-A-N dash nine. Those of you who want to send me an email, you can send me an email at M-C-M-I-L-L-I-O-N-S gmail.com. Again, that's Macmillan75 gmail.com. M-C-M-I-L-L-I-O-N-S 75 gmail.com. Those of you who like to sponsor or donate, there is sponsor donate buttons below. Just punch on those buttons and the information that you are seeking will be at your fingertips. Again, thank you everybody for joining this program tonight and God bless. Good night.